0: Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King-Wassner, Editor-in-Chief for Imperial Esports. and Welcome to another very special edition of the Rough Drafts EU LCS Team-by-Team Preview for the 2016 Spring Split. Uh, we have already gone halfway through the league. We are here on day six, ready to start talking about the other half. And I can't think of anyone I'd rather have join me than my good friend, Walter Fedchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty well, and I, I know I say I'm excited about a lot of these teams for, for particular reasons, and this is another one of those teams I'm excited for, if only for the return of my favorite League of Legends Spaniard, the Wearer Ocelot.
0: Yeah, it is nice to have him back in the LCS. By the way, when you said your favorite, I thought we were going to make a Joey Youngbuck joke, but I'm glad we didn't go there yet. There's still time. It is... a uh, it's an important thing to take into account when we look at this team that Joey Youngbuck is involved. You take that as you will. But uh, before we get there, we do need to talk about how this team got here and where we are now. Uh, they got here with a 3-2 to victory over SK Gaming. Pretty ugly back and forth in the promotion series, but they were clearly the better team at the end of the day. Uh, Smitty J, of course, leaves for Dignitas, so Kickus moved to the top lane. And Trick from CJ Entis, the backup jungler there, replaced Kikis in the jungle. Meanwhile, Emperor, the former Korean CJ Entis star who had just came from TDK and had been in Brazil before that, uh, replaces Jesse as the AD carry. And Young Buck comes in to replace Soldra as the head coach. The rest of the roster, Perks in the mid and Hybrid as the support, remains the same. Now, Walter... When you look at this, what is your first impression of this team?
1: Uh, They're trying to copy Fnatic by bringing up for two Koreans. (laughs) Um, It's actually rather interesting to me, especially moving Kickus into the top lane where he spent, you know, the last year basically being such kind of an innovative and, and, and sought after uh, jungler, whether he was on unicorns of love and then after he departed to come to G2. So I'm I'm curious to see how he he's going to adapt to the top lane and then how adding Trick and Emperor to this European lineup is, is gonna fit. One of Fnatic's big things last year was that Rainover and Hooney basically spoke English or, or Rainover spoke very good English and could translate for Hooney and, and I'm curious of what the the English prowess is, are of these two players who are, we're not very highly rated in Korea. You know, Emperor going to Brazil and then North America, now coming to Europe. And Trick, not being the most successful uh, a jungler in the Korean scene, he, he used to play for CJ Antis, and he wasn't wasn't phenomenal.
0: Well, and 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 let's start there because this infusion of Korean talent, I think, is the thing that fans and and just outsiders to, you know, what this team is. If you didn't follow the challenger series all that closely, that's probably the most exciting thing for the average Joe listening to this podcast. So let's start with What does this infusion of Korean talent do for this G2 roster? Because we do have two guys who, you know, depending on how you want to break down the stats and depending on what you're looking for, each add some interesting stuff to this team.
1: Well, Trick is the one I have the most concern about because while he was an, an okay player in in the LCK, he he wasn't anything special, which really has me kind of curious about you know was there anything in particular that we saw he wasn't very successful. If you look at his stats, he he only played six games uh, in in Champions uh, Summer two thousand fifteen, and he was two and four. Uh, he had a two point five nine KDA, so. It doesn't seem right to replace a jungler that was at Kikis's level in Europe with this very subpar Korean player while Emperor on the other hand was fairly successful in North America when he was finally able to make it into the uh into the TDK starting lineup uh there towards the end of the season. So you're replacing what was a good European jungler with a mediocre Korean ADK, uh, Korean jungler by moving him into the top lane because maybe there's a dearth of top lane talent in Europe, uh, it, it's very possible. And then you're replacing a, a mediocre AD carry with one that that showed some real skill in the North American uh, the North American LCS when he actually did get a chance to play.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting kind of combination of things. Now I'm I am a. Fan of Trick simply by the fact that I am a CJ Entis guy and I have to believe that everything they do has a purpose or otherwise I'm just going to lose all hope as a general rule with that team. Uh, and Trick was fine. Um, he certainly, as you said, wasn't anything that I would write home about. He's, you know, his seven games he played in the uh, LCK were against mostly other backups. Uh, he performed okay, 15, 17, 43 across the seven games, 79.5% kill participation, which is nice, uh, positive in both CS and gold differential at 10 minutes, so his early game's pretty good, uh, but nothing spectacular, and what you really look at here is, okay, so you gained someone who's probably going to be pretty consistent, but what do you lose? Well, you lose what made Kick is such an interesting jungler, which is his kind of weird pathing and his depth at his champion pool. And do you gain enough from the stability of Trick to make up for that? Especially because now you have to ask, you know, these questions about Kickus, which we're going to get to in a little bit. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Meanwhile, with Emperor, I I think, you know, Jesse was never going to be the long-term answer for this team. I think Emperor is, you know, I'll I'll put it this way. Do you feel better better or worse about Emperor than you do about Steelback? If that's the the choice that you're kind of making. Because we saw, you know, Unicorns of Love, you know, similar kind of situation. They needed an AD carry, and these were the kind of options that were available. Um, I don't mind Emperor as a pickup. I think he's fine. Uh, it does leave this team with some very defined strengths and weaknesses. And one of the strengths that you can't help but point to is Perks, who is uh, very underrated, I would say, as a European laner. It's the first thing that everyone said when we put up our preview of Splice when we were talking about how much we liked Senkuxes. But what about perks? What about perks? So let's talk about perks. Walter, where do you put them on the scale
1: of European laners? So I think it's it's cool that we're going to get two challenger uh, European midlaners basically come into the scene at the same time in, in perks and Senkuxes. Uh there's always kind of been this discussion when uh, when Fabiven came in and you had Fabivin and Power of Evil and Fox and Pepperino from uh from Giants, Peppy, um you had like you had all those guys come at and now there's like this very like, okay, well the best player was Fabiven, then it was Power of Evil, then it was Peppy and Fox. Like you had this very like blatant kind of ranking of what you do. So it's cool that we're gonna get to see two more of these young challenger mid-laners come in, and that's always been the story with Europe, is that they're they're exceptional at creating mid-laners, and I don't quite think Perks is as good as Senkux. I think Senkux is going to have a better overall career, and even at the beginning is going to have a better career this split because he's been playing with his team for so long, Uh, whereas Perks is now going to have to deal with having the jungler that he played with for the majority of the challenger series move into top lane, and you're going to have to be dealing with a, a Korean-speaking jungler that you might not have the same kind of synergy or communication skills with. So he, I think he's going to struggle. And I think G2 is going to kind of struggle early on in the season to establish their identity, to, to get their all their moving parts to mesh. But on paper, they have a lot of talented pieces. It's just getting them to work in a way that makes the team successful.
0: It is so interesting when you look at the stats that Perks put out during the European Challenger scene. He had a 6.7 KDA, which put him first amongst mid laners. 64 kills. The next closest had 18 fewer. And by the way, the next closest was Cause Q, not Senkux. Uh, 75.7% kill participation, which made him at first amongst mid laners. Uh, did you know second in CS per minute, first in damage per minute, first in earned gold per minute, uh, and better stats then Senkux, both in the regular season and the playoffs across the board. But, and this is the big but, and it's an important point that you just made about how much, you know, losing Kikis as the jungler means to this guy. The reason that he had the crazy stats that he did is because they were feeding so many resources into this guy. And it's not that Senkux was not getting any resources. I think he was getting about an average amount. For how you would expect a team to break down. But they piled a lot into perks. And there was a reason. You know, you gave him all those kills. You gave him these opportunities. And he could solo carry games for this team. But when you're at the European LCS. He's not going to be. You know, He's not going to just walk in. And be the best mid laner in Europe. There are plenty of really great guys. He's going to have to play. That are going to be able to go toe to toe with him. On a day by day basis. And his CS numbers at 10 minutes are kind of his weakest point. He only had a 1.5 CS lead at 10 minutes. That's kind of a concern. Because what that's saying is the early game laning phase, the part that's going to be so huge towards giving him these advantages towards the mid and late game against some of these really high-tier European mid laners, just isn't there. And it doesn't mean that it can't get there. Certainly if Trick ends up paying off, if Emperor and Hybrid can become an interesting bot lane. Certainly he can get the help that he had when they were qualifying for this, and he can be that kind of force. I think as an individual, he might be a better one-on-one player than Senkux is. But I don't think that this is a 1v1 kind of meta. I think the game is so far removed from the days in which just having the one best guy was everything you needed. And Perks right now has so much being put on his shoulders. I just worry he's going to crumble under the weight of that. Especially when we get to our biggest fear, Walter. Which is Kikis making the transition to the top lane. We don't see a lot of transitions like this going well. Should we be afraid about Kickus' ability to make this transition successfully?
1: I mean, I I think we should. I, I think this is a very peculiar peculiar move and it feels more player driven that Kikis didn't want to jungle anymore, and he thinks that he can do something different in the top lane than than he was able to accomplish in the in the uh, in the jungle. So he must have some faith in it. the The coaching staff and the management must have some faith in it. But I just question if he's going to have the mechanical skill to to keep up with with some of the great top laners that there are in in you know Kabbushard and in Odoamne and in Soaz and. In, and again, you know, then you kind of drop off into like that Gamsu wonder where and then, you know, further drop from their spot. So it'll be interesting to see where he comes out. I think the depth of his champion pool and the fact that he's so will he was so willing as a jungler to experiment with a lot of things will help him. It's going to come down to at the end of it, whether Kickus has the mechanical chops to keep up with the top tier of top laners and, and to beat up on some of these mid to low tier top laners. And that's really going to help G2 Esports if he's able to do that. If not, like you just said, you're going to be putting a ton of pressure on perks and on Emperor in particular to, to carry the rest of this lineup. Especially when you're going into the first few weeks of the season, it being so top lane oriented. So it's definitely a worry, and we're going to see very quickly if Kickus does have what it takes and if they can figure out some sort of communication between himself and Trick and Trick and Perks to, to push this team kind of over that spot where, where it's, you know, you're in unicorns of love and, and like Giants territory where you're towards the bottom of those mid tier teams.
0: It seems really weird to me that they didn't just go for a Korean top laner. I mean, there are so many really talented Korean top laners that we've seen make the transition over that we know has has provided at least some stability in that role. And instead, they went for a Korean jungler who, as we've mentioned before, is largely unproven, that now adds an extra level of difficulty to any communication they're going to try to make. And now you have Kikis, who has done such a good job of being a shot caller, now in a position where he's not going to be able to be that guy in the same way. And, you know, obviously they have their reasons. I, I believe that kick is a talented guy, he's made smart decisions in the past. And if this is what he genuinely believes is best for him and his team, then, you know, maybe they know something we don't, but it's, it feels like a very weird decision. And, you know combine that with you know everything else that's kind of going on with this roster and all the other turnovers that are you know are gonna make a big difference here and it just does feel like there's gonna be a lot of pressure in one very particular spot on the map, and everyone they're gonna play in this l c s is gonna know it but walter i'm I'm sensing something through this call here i'm I'm sensing your crystal ball is picking something up something very important and integral for this team what are you seeing walter
1: i am seeing that perks will be one of the next great european midlaners it may not be this split but i do see him 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 building himself up and, and along with senkuks who we talked about on on the splice podcast that Europe just has this tendency of making great mid laners and some of them, it's not apparent in their very first split. It takes a little time for them to mature and for them to turn into their, their, their true selves. But I do see perks, Not going the way of Fox, not going the way of Betsy, but actually evolving into a very strong mid mid laner in Europe. And once he gets that kind of communication down with Trick, he is going to be a very strong player. He does have some weaknesses, but I think that once you get get into this where you're playing against the Fabivans, you're playing against the Power of Evils, you're playing against Ryu and Nukeduck and all these other great European mid laners, it just helps you. And throwing yourself into that fire is going to mold him into a very strong mid laner.
0: Yeah. This is a team I really want to see the second half of the season. Like, the first half might be a little bumpy, especially as they kind of iron out some of these issues. But the thing about Emperor and Trick that, you know, we've stated all these things about how communication is going to be a problem. They don't have, you know, Trick doesn't have a ton of experience. Emperor has been very kind of, you know, back and forth on is he good or is he not. For a while in his career now. But neither of those players would ever be described as bad. They are solid guys. Trick doesn't make stupid mistakes. When he was playing in the LCK. He had a very good understanding of where to be on the map. It's the reason his kill participation was so high. We've seen Emperor be a successful addition to the teams that he's been on. Everywhere he's been throughout his career. He's never been the weakest player on his roster. And so... If you assume that Trick and Emperor will at the very least not be negatives, then you put Perks in a place where he can't succeed. And you put Kickers in a place where he can succeed. And if those two guys end up putting together something impressive, this team could be a very solid team heading into the playoffs. But Walter, we gotta look at this all of it said and done, take it all together and and take into account that Joey Youngbuck is involved in this, which we really, I feel like we've understated this so far, um, given how much he's hurt our gambling aspirations over the years <laughs> on podcast after podcast. Where do you think this team ends up at the end of the day?
1: I, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Now Now, some of the rosters for Europe have not been officially announced, and there are some leaks, but I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that this is... This team and Splice are really going to be fighting with each other for one of the last couple, uh, the last couple playoff spots. Maybe one of the other teams kind of surprise us. Maybe Unicorns of Love surprise us and kind of is in there. But I think these two teams are basically fighting for five and six in the European hierarchy. And at the end of the day, it'll come down to whether G two can can manufacture uh the 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 cohesion and and the the communication that's going to be needed between the two koreans and the european players versus splice already having that kind of communication set up and it, it, that's what it's basically going to come down to if g2 can can do it fairly quickly have done it over the off season and now that we get into the season they're they're you know just slightly below where splices they could surprise us because i think that Emperor is a little bit more talented than Kabe. And I think that's kind of where the tip the, the scales would tip. But that that's kind of what it comes down to. And if Kikis can establish himself as, as capable of playing top lane at an LCS level.
0: Yeah, I think this team is going to end up somewhere between the four and six spot. I'm a little higher on them than you are. I think uh, when I'm looking at all these other rosters that are around, uh, I think they're going to be better than whatever comes out of Giants, Elements, Rocket. Uh, and I think they're better than the unicorns of love, which we talked about two days ago. So it puts you in a position where, okay, if we believe that they're a playoff team, you know, I I think they're better than Splice, if not by much, just you know, a little bit, just because of you know what perks can do and what trick an emperor can become when the communication stuff figures itself out. So then the question becomes, can they beat Vitality? And I think that you know. At the very least, it's going to be a really interesting head to head matchup where you have, you know, Perks versus Nuke Duck. You have Trick versus Shook. Uh, Kickis, whatever he's going to have to do against Cabachard. These are a really fun back and forth. I would love to see that as a best of five in the quarterfinals if G2 is the five seed and Vitality is the four seed, as we're predicting here. I think that is a very fun series that would be, have a lot of back and forth going on for it. So uh, that is. You know where we're going to put them now. Obviously, we're going to be taking all these into account when we write our final power rankings at the end of the day. But for now, that's a podcast. We've done six of these so far. Uh, We started with Vitality, went on to Splice, H2K, Unicorns of Love, Fanatic, uh, and obviously this one here today. And in North America, we have been doing the exact same thing. Started with Team Solo Mid, Immortals, NRG, CLG, Dignitas, and are releasing Cloud9 today. So if you enjoyed this and you want to listen to all of those, you totally should. And you can do that at soundcloud.com slash the esports gambling hour, or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the esports gambling hour there. Of course, if you want to talk to us directly, we're on Twitter. You can find me at RedShirtKing. And Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at CADs underscore LOL. And you guys should tune back in tomorrow where we will discuss the origin of all things European with this split coming forward. And until then, goodbye, Internet.